Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Which is the part of our international call that's focused on equipping. And we are in week seven of a study in which we're going through the book Unleashed by our very own Susan Rao, which is a book about the importance of unleashing corporate prayer in the church. And for this hour, we're going to be focused on chapter seven, which is titled The Reengaged Prayer and Action. So we're going to be talking all about prayer and action. But before we do that, we're going to have worship song. And before we do that, we just need to have somebody open us up in prayer. So let's have Eva and Stefan in uh, Germany. Why don't we have you guys open us up in prayer? Lord, thank you for this special time. Thank you, Lord, for this family, for standing together, for that what, what have you for us in this special time for this hour. And we honor you for uh, this family. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Stefan. So we have a, a little worship song here to get our hearts set on this pilgrimage tonight. So glad to see you all. And it's wonderful after Shabbat to come on to this call and see everybody smiling. <laughs> no wonder God has us do the Shabbat. <laughs> it, it keeps us happy. Anyway, here we go. God bless. Amen. There's no power like the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We all agree with that. Amen. All right, so we are going to talk about prayer in action tonight. Um, before I give my little piece, Sue, is there anything that you want to introduce this chapter with? I sure do. This is the chapter that you wrote, and um, we are learning that it's not just about prayer, it, it, corporate prayer. It is about taking what we get in the prayer room and taking it out on the streets and I feel like I just want to read this verse over all of us, that this is what we're being prepared to do as we labor in the, in the watch room, in the prayer room here, and go about our building up the highways of prayer across the nations. It's out of John 14, 12, and it says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. We're getting prepared for the greater works. I believe we're on the crest of seeing a healing movement. Joe was talking about it a little bit before we started, and we're beginning to see it here. And uh, so be prepared in faith that God is at work in all of the, the upheavals that are around us in the world today. God is at work and prepare our hearts for the greater works. And Fred, you're going to be touching upon that today. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, dear. First of all, it's just great to see everybody. And we're, Susan and I are so thankful for you all. Your commitment and your passion for the Lord is, is very encouraging. And it's wonderful to get on, on these calls and pray together and get to know each other a little bit. And just the thought that we're coming together from around the world is really quite, quite amazing. And so we're just, we just bless all of you in the name of the Lord. And we just declare that 
we're all going to be different when we leave here at the end of this hour than we came in. In Jesus' name. So when Susan asked me to write this chapter, I was, as we, I was studying it, I got a revelation. And I want to just share that revelation with you. And then we'll have a discussion. Hopefully tonight we'll have a little bit longer time to uh, in our breakout sessions to do the discussion part. <clears throat> but I just want to share this and then we'll get your ideas from this. But it goes like this. When you read the word in the New Testament, it's really clear that believers operated as a community. And corporate prayer was an integral part of their culture. In everything that they did, prayer was integrated into it. And um, it's really clear when you read the book of Acts, especially almost all of the, almost all of the time that prayer is mentioned in Acts, in Acts, it's in the corporate, it's in the corporate context. And in different parts of, of the New Testament, there's instruction on prayer. But Paul says in Thessalonica to pray without ceasing. And so that's a very interesting passage in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. And I believe that what he's saying there is that prayer is just a normal part of everything that they did. It was integrated in everything that they did, no matter what they were working on, no matter whether they were evangelizing people, when they were on the road doing things, when they were working to um, earn their, their living, they were, prayer was involved with that. It was just, it was not a, something they had to exhort people to do. People were automatically doing that. And I just want to say that in contrast to that, at least in the Western church, we're operating really more as an organization or a corporation rather than a community. And so instead of making disciples of all nations, which, was, which is the Great Commission, we've really been, at least in the church in the U.S., I'll, I'll just say that, we've been outsourcing our responsibilities. Instead of making disciples of all nations, we're outsourcing our responsibilities to pastors, by and large. We're expecting that we'll go to church on Sunday, that the pastors will share the gospel, lead people to Christ, baptize new believers, and then disciple them. And our main responsibility as um, believers and churchgoers is to go to church and invite others to go with us, and then we let the professionals do the work. And that's not exclusively the way it goes, but that's largely the way our system, our church system is set up. And to make matters worse or more complicated, prayer in the church, especially in the church, has been outsourced to, quote, prayer groups, end quote. So there's specialized groups that pray, and the assumption is that nobody else prays or they just do it minimally, but most of the responsibilities for prayer revolves around these prayer groups. And why is this? It's because, I believe it's because prayer, especially corporate prayer, is not a normal part of our church culture for most of us. And even more than this, as we have, many of us have experienced this, often people in the prayer groups are considered radical or somewhat strange. And so they're sometimes shunned by the rest of the church community, especially if you have any sort of prophetic gifting, which most of us have. 
because the church by and large doesn't know what to do with that. So many people, the end result of this is that many people of prayer, even in the church, are isolated from the rest of the body. And, and so, thank God we're finding each other in groups like this in the prayer watch, but this is a far cry from prayer being integrated into the community. There were no special prayer groups in the New Testament. They were, it was expected that everybody was going to pray and that this was not the work of a specialized group. This was a part of the community. Instead of action and prayer being integrated and inseparable, as it is supposed to be, we have prayer people, which is a small group, and then we have action people in the church, which is usually a much larger group. And these groups are oftentimes separate. So if you're praying, you're not necessarily doing a lot of the action in the church. And if you're doing a lot of the action in the church, you're not necessarily praying. And God is calling us back together, the action people and the prayer people, in his will. Because why? Because he's getting ready to return. And he is getting his bride ready. So prayer combined with action is really an essential part of coming together. And this is the key here. God wants us to come together more as a community of believers and not just people who are doing tasks and people who are coming on Sunday morning and then they're going about their lives the rest of the week separate from church. And he really wants, the Lord really wants prayer, corporate prayer, to be integrated into our spheres of influence as we are out in the world and doing whatever we're doing. I want to go into the breakout sessions here with this sort of revelation in mind. And we are going to, I'm going to put this in the chat and then I'll just talk about it in preparation and we can go right into the breakout sessions. So let me do that right now. And here are the questions for the breakout session. Most of you are familiar with the concept of cultural sphere, spheres, that there are seven spheres, or probably more, but you can put them into seven spheres in our communities, in our uh, world. And they are arts and entertainment, media, government, business, church, education, family. And we're often, most of us are involved with one or more of those spheres. And we have, because we're involved in that, we have a degree of influence in that. And so the questions are, this. First of all, which cultural sphere do you identify with? Second of all, in your sphere of influence, what is your biggest challenge or fear in influencing others in your sphere for Christ? What are you coming up against? What's keeping you from going full on advancing the kingdom in that area? And with that challenge or fear and influence, what is the Lord saying to you about how you can overcome it? and uh, do what we're actually called to do, which is make disciples of all nations. Susan, are you ready to launch us into the breakout sessions? I sure am. I think we can have, we can take 20 minutes. We don't have to do it in 15 minutes. And uh, we just want to hear from people. We want to hear from different people in different nations. What is your situation in your nation? How is it similar or different from what I just uh, mentioned? And uh, what are your unique challenges? So we're really looking forward to the breakout sessions. So Susan, go ahead and wow, everybody. What a great group. You're in the breakout session. It's just, we didn't, 
we had more time this time, but it still wasn't enough time to really share. And so we're going to go through, Susan, you have to tell us again, how many groups? There were six groups. Six groups. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll go group, uh, group one through seven. I can't remember what group I was in. So somebody's going to have to help me. You were in six. Oh, five. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> My group is totally with it. I'm trying to catch up with them. Okay. Well, let's start. We'll start with group one. Spokesperson, would you like to share? Unmute yourself. I need to know what group we were. You were one, Peter. Oh, okay. We had a lot of church and family spheres of influence. One had uh, job influence, works at a public library. Some of the common themes were looking for opportunities for when to share, especially if you're in a job like the library, you're restricted in what you can do on work time. But even with family, when are they going to be receptive and what things to say? So praying for opportunities, looking for ways to connect with people that they'll accept what you have to say. We have, let's see, one other theme I was going to put out there. Oh, quite a bit of time. Uh, people have retired or they're in a transition and they have time. They're looking for opportunities. And uh, so the challenge is, where's the place where the Holy Spirit's working and listening for that? Amen. Sounds good, Peter. Thank you so much. All right, let's go on to group two, spokesperson. You want to? Uh, that's the Latino group. Latino yes. group. Okay. Yes, this is our summary. As a church in the sphere of the fa family, and we have seen Latin America, and we are being attacked by international agendas, and we have a direct fight against the family. We talk about the fact that there are churches working, but and there is a need for prayer that supports these activities. Maybe there is a lot of activity, but without unity. But we also need this unity. We analyze how the Christian community is more than the LGBTI community that is greatly affecting the spheres of the family and education, but not being united in corporate prayer make us ineffective in the face of initiatives that damage the family. And we thank God that we see answered prayers that we have asked for influ influential people in the government. And now we know uh, a photographer is very close to the president of Ecuador and how the Lord leads us to pray for him. And I think this man has reached a time like, like this. But we came to the conclusion that it is necessary to prepare the church of God to enter the different spheres. Perhaps a strong religious soul that we should be alone within the church and we need to have a mindset that leads us to go out and conquer the different spheres. Wow. Okay. Wow. 
That's great. Very powerful. Okay. Thank you, Cynthia. Can we go on to group three? Spokesperson, would you unmute yourself and Hello, <clears throat> Hillary here. We had a number of different people with interesting different foci on the church. We started one beautiful lady in Germany and she was asking the Lord, what can she do to outreach and to get into activity? So she thought of Hanukkah coming up and um, gathering just a very small church community together to pray for eight days, one hour a day to cry out to God for his mercy and his breakthrough to come and to take a candle and light that candle every day for the eight days. And they're not quite sure with what's happening in Germany and potential lockdowns, but to really stand in the gap and see how many people they can gather. So that was a wonderful action plan and um, just pray that can become fruitful. <clears throat> And then we have a sister in from uh, Colombia, actually. Her family's in Colombia. She's from Canada. And she was speaking about how God's actually done a miracle in knitting her family together. And this is like over Zoom, but there's a lot of cultural barriers. Many of them are Catholic. And, th and this seemed to be a theme going through it all. So the blockage of the religious spirit for people not understanding the father's love, his forgiveness, this wall of opposition, and <clears throat> what to do to keep the family together in unity, but to keep the focus on the Lord and to really pray effectively. So that was one of the major obstacles that seemed to be coming through. And we just really were discussing praying beforehand, even having communion and declaring the Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 prayers from Paul when he was looking to break through that spirit of Diana in, in the early church. And then there was a lovely evangelist who was seeking to really increase prayer with women's groups and the impact and influence she was given in her church. And there was a lot of outreach starting to happen and uh, people becoming more interested in the Lord, but their challenge was to really be able to be in the fire of the Holy Spirit and in the Lord's anointing and probably needed more fasting and prayer. Then a dear friend from New Zealand spoke about the multicultural focus. Again, prayer in church, but influencing a ver this very diverse community and found that so many of the young ones, particularly the Maori culture, just didn't even want to come to church. So they found that what the most effective thing was, they were wanting to gather, but to do it actually around business mentoring and starting to have meals together and pray around the table, find out each other's needs, and then discovering all the different areas people were working in and they were actually having influence into all the many different spheres and trying to think about how to have Christmas in a different way this year with all the lockdowns and things, a lot less shopping and really with a focus to bring the real reason of Christmas into this whole big multicultural sort of diverse family group where I think they have over 18 different nationalities. So a lot of complexities, but they're keeping going. Then a dear brother and sister in Germany were speaking again, this big challenge of people not understanding spiritual things, appreciating the heart, but what had been a big church now greatly depleted to very small numbers and yet they were still too faithful together praying 
and they're not discouraged, but they're just waiting to see, waiting for the resurrection life of the Lord to come and breathe in it. And so many people leaving because of work and this and that and the other. But we're just discussing the pruning strategic work of the Lord Jesus. Many of us to come to that place where we actually die so he can live through us and multiply. And then there was Shirley from Cape Town who was saying she's going preaching into the poorest, most dangerous townships and not big prophetic messages or anything, but really wanting to preach the importance of prayer to stir up the truth of prayer and really to give the people what they need in these very difficult times. I spoke uh, briefly about our House of being very near to our federal parliament and it's actually in the embassy district. So there's lots of different darkness and powers and principalities around but by the grace of God he's given us breakthrough but then to be able to carry it into the parliament we were able to go and visit and pray with many parliamentarians previously but with the lockdown that's all being closed down and we've had such awful laws being passed I just was honest and said one of my biggest challenges is to stay in faith when there's been so many reversals and we've got this wonderful Christian prime minister, many Christian ministers and assistant ministers in the government, and yet these evil laws are being passed. So how do we really keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus? And I'm just so grateful for our African prayer warriors. They come in, they pray, and we break through strongholds. And we really believe in for Australia, we're on the brink of a mighty breakthrough. And it's to stay steadfast and faithful in prayer. Yeah, that was our group. Amen. Wow. Very, a lot of different things going on in your group there. That's so terrific. Thank you so much. All right. Let's go on to four. We were just on group three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Full. Uh, we were very blessed with having Gail Levin in our group, who's, this is her work, uh, prayer with action and action with prayer. So she was very encouraging. Um, wow. We had. She should be leading the session here, Fred. <laughs> I'm working myself out of a job. I can see that. So. <laughs> but we had uh, many different spheres that people were in, homeschooling, caring for people, small business, church, community. There was one really um interesting um, point that was shared uh, by Shantha. Just quickly, there was a, a UPS van man whom God spoke to about getting Bibles printed and giving them out wherever he went in his van. And so that's what he did. He printed, he printed the Bibles and he gave them out. God gave him insight in uh, wherever he went and who to give them to and when to give them. And often when he did that, people cried. And I think just as a kind of roundup here, for me, it's about how we talk and how we walk, living for Christ and being able to articulate and being bold. And I think sometimes we look to do the big things when actually if we just do the natural things, then God will use us. He will speak to us and he will speak through us. So I think in our daily lives, look to try to do something in each and every day. And, uh, and then I think that we'll penetrate. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Wow. Said. Thank you, Diane. All right. Group five. That's, that's our group. And so uh, we had a great group, very diverse. And uh, one of the things that I realized was that we are, this is not, the Global Watch is not a group of Q-sitters, Sue Rao. It is a group of 
people who are very active and are going to be going to be advancing the kingdom in whatever whatever sphere they happen to be landing in. So we had a we had a wide variety of people and groups. I think that the there's an issue with the with people being in their churches, but then there's an issue with people being out in their spheres. And honestly, I don't think that the church is necessarily slowing people down. But what is for our group, but what is is true, and this came up in a couple of different ways, was that God is at work. But if we're about changing the culture of the church, not just the church on Sunday morning, but the church at large, we have to understand that it is a process and it takes time. And we are, especially if we're somewhat prophetically oriented, which almost everybody in this group is, and we're forerunners and we see in the spirit what God may be doing and what he wants to do. Sometimes the biggest challenge is to understand that it's not going to happen instantly. It's going to, it's going to take some time. And, and so being patient with that while we're pressing in is a really important feature. But I was very encouraged to hear that people are really pushing ahead in the Lord in whatever sphere they're in. And, and it's just so funny because nobody in our group is letting whatever's going on in their church community stop them from doing what the Lord has called them to do. That was, that was something that kind of he had to read between the lines, but it was, it's, it was very encouraging. So we're, we're I think the, the Global Watch is a group of leaders that we're leaders and we're, we're persistent and we're very passionate about what God has called us to do. And it's very exciting. I'm really honored to be, be a part of this community. So that's group five. So let's go on to group six. Okay, I'll report back for group six. We oh, you Joe, muted yourself. Mute yourself, Joe. I'll put my book there. Uh, sorry. Yes, and we had quite a few people who had been in ed education and other different spheres and were retired now or going back more into the church situation, uh, like myself. But there was quite a lot of challenges, uh, especially with the with governmental rules and things. I, I can speak a little bit from both the U UK point of view and from South Africa. And there's a lot more freedom here in South Africa for individual uh, individuals in education to be able to uh, say they pray with their classes. And if you've got headmasters and headmistresses who are Christian, then it's really good, even in the government schools. Whereas I, I found that while, while I was in the United Kingdom, that the rules were so strict that if you spoke out of turn, that you could actually um, be a lose your job and all sorts of things and that's why they have what do they call them uh, christian concern they they are fighting thousands of cases of christians who've actually spoken out and aren't able to have a voice but what we found was that and i think margaret mentioned that in canada and quite a few others that when you pray individually one-to-one, -one, then people see the answers to prayer and then they want more prayer. So that's that's a, a good way in which you can actually go forward. I think one, Esther obviously in Israel has some problems with, with finding it difficult to actually speak, especially with family members who may be more orthodox and in their beliefs. So we just have to take it 
that kind of step by step. But I think all of us found that being on Global Watch is so amazing that it's actually hard to get people to understand the passion that we have for, for prayer and everything in the Global Watch um, and to try and get that across. But I liked, was it was Pam who spoke about having, she's in North Island of New Zealand. And she said that because they had once a year an international day, a day of prayer for the persecuted church, people started praying into groups within the service. And then others of this year have started to come and say, why don't we do this more often? And that's encouraging. And I know um, this Wednesday we're going to be having at our church here in South Africa, we're, we're having a, a praise and prayer connect. And that will, from our previous experience, was also wonderful that we divided into little groups of threes and fours to pray for specific things. So uh, there's a lot of things we can do. It's just that on the um, governmental side of things, I think that's where we need to have more people and we need to pray more into those uh, situations. Amen. So see if I mention anything. Um, yeah, Don Donato was, she's from Romania. She was now in more into church but situation, but she was in the arts. And there are a lot of negative things, but we need to emphasize the positive in that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Joe. All right, Sue, that's um, all six groups. Do you have something before we close or at the end of the hour? It's gone by awfully fast. I, I just have uh, one short word, and that's the Lord saying to all of us, be strong and of good courage. He's preparing us for something ahead, and I'm excited. We're going to be living in very exciting times, and I think we're going to need each other. <laughs> as we go forward but i'm i feel like the lord will release a supernatural courage and a wisdom to speak the words we need to speak in the right time in the right order so yes great well it's been a great hour thank you all so much for your participation and your passion i'd like to have uh, margaret uh, mubanda from canada would you like to unmute yourself and just close us off in prayer yeah close in prayer and i say Amen to Susan's comment. Yes, we're going to go through. Friday was my last day <laughs> of work oh. because I couldn't not. So I'm saying, yeah, that's the beginning of being strong and being courageous. Amen. So I had to give, I had to write a letter as Paul, as I was writing it, I could feel the spirit of Paul giving evidence of why he is who he is. And I guess that's the place where we are going to be, to stand for the truth, and the truth alone will set us free. Father, I just want to thank you for your love. I want to thank you for your care. I want to thank you for each one of us, even as we have been reading about prayer. We know prayer is what, you, what made you go through everything that you went through and you overcame. And I thank you that you are teaching us to come back to that place of prayer for one another, of prayer as a group. So I pray that even in the coming week, you help us to know that breath, prayer is the breath in and breath out. And that's what we need at this time. Bless each one of us and give us a good afternoon, a good night and a good morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Love you guys. Love you.